Welcome everybody to the Spawn Me Podcast. This is episode 143 of our show. I'm your host, Kylie Fathoms, and I'm joined this week and every week with my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the man who makes snow look good. <laughs> it's Cicero Holmes. How are you, sir? I make snow look good because of the contrast. Is it black or white? <laughs> it's, yo, it's cold as a mug out here. Oh, man, listen. This side of Chicago is very, very chilly, y'all. Is it cold I, in the D? Yeah, yeah. It's cold. It's cold in lots of D's right now. <laughs> it's it's cold in the D. Go make peace. Oh, and I'm joined, as always, with my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the man who makes mini froze looks good, makes gaming looks good, makes science look good, and makes math look good. Sharif Jackson of SharifJackson.com. How are you, sir? I'm looking good. Uh, also, what happened to Jeezy the Snowman? Like we talking about snow? Is he still making records? Wait, I've see the problem is I've forgotten because there are too many Lils, there's too many Jeezy, yes. there's too many, Yeezys. there's too many people, too many rappers. Well, I just remember like 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 I was living in New York when that song came out, and all the stores on One Twenty Fifth Street all had signs that were like very similar. So like it'd be like. I got that sale, man. You know? <laughs> what? Uh, and they'd be like written on like a snowman, you know. Oh god! And and this one bootlegger was 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 like, I got these tapes, man. You know, so you know some uh, great marketing, you know, based on current trends. Uh, yeah. I, what what bootleggers you know, do you have in talk, your neighborhood? You know, they talk to the people. The streets be talking. Hey, this is this this was the Harlem community uh, back in the early two thousands, man. It so, is. Oh man, Harlem world, Harlem world. Shout out to Uptown. No, oh my was, god. Just like babe, just like people just birthing Timberland boots and right. shit. Yo, all right, well, hold on, hold on. I'm derail. I'm derailing everything right now for a second. I just want to say for a second, I was I was reading an actual technical manual uh-huh. on the internet uh, today, and in the like thank yous, they said they wanted to give a special shout out to someone, mm. and I was like, how crazy is it that? This part of the lex, like it's it's gone from a urban vernacular to uh, part of the lexicon in in what twenty five years, thirty years. The the term shout out alone, yes, yeah, that is, that is pretty interesting. I've seen shout out in like official like yearly financial summaries that like investors get. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> where like they have like the CEO's message, like the first page where they give thank right. yous and all that. Like like I've seen shout out there. Wow. Um, That's unreasonable. So, yeah, yeah it's, yo, yo shout, we, out, shout out to Red Alert, man. Yeah, shout right? out. That's true. You know what he is, is? Is he the father of the shouted out? Yeah, probably right. Yeah, Dude, I mean, I for the people who don't know who Red Alert was, Red Alert, Red Alert is, is. He's not dead. right. He's not dead. He's not dead. Because uh, that man has been old ever since I was young. Right? He really. Is. <laughs> he's <laughs> always, he's yes. always been old. He's like the Morgan Freeman of DJs. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> here we are here we are big it up big it up cool dj red alert and roasting him at the same time yo dj red alert was is, is basically like 
he is an iconic DJ at this point yes. in the New York scene. Like brought up so many of the the classic MCs, Furious Five, Treacherous Three, all those right, cats right. back in the day. So, you know, shout out to Red Alert. <laughs> we big you up and shout you out, right? Uh, especially. Um, big shout out to everybody back home in Bricago. Word up. Uh, uh, thank you so much for listening to the show last week. We got some really good feedback on 142. Uh, we want to definitely thank all of you for for listening every week and, and hanging out with us. Um, yeah, we have a lot of cool stuff coming this week mm-hmm. uh, in this show. A lot of cool stuff about the future. We're coming. We're closing in on 2016. Yeah. Uh, getting ready for 2017, where we're going to hopefully do more big things, uh, so that people will want to shout us out. Um, so I guess I guess let's jump into. Uh, kind of some of the stuff that's happening uh, internally on Bricago side, on this side of the Bricago side, in the Bricago White House, right. if you want to call it that. <laughs> um, and I guess the first thing we want to definitely kind of dig into is Spawn for Good, which we're going to be rocking uh, next year, early next year. So I'll let, I'll let C take over with that, and uh, we'll dig into it. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, you guys, uh, if you've been following our Twitter feed, have already seen that we definitely are going to be doing our third annual Spawn for Good, uh, you know, Martin Luther King Day weekend. And we we take a lot of time here thinking about, you know, uh, being socially aware, obviously, is one of the reasons that, that you guys are residents of Chicago, is one of the reasons that we are here. Um, but also being socially active is very, very important. And that's what Spawn for Good is, is, has always been about um, and will continue to be about. And, you know, we took the time in the first one to when, when, when Koth really thought about the idea was we want to make sure that we are bringing attention to things and to issues that mean a lot to us. And also aren't getting the type of recognition and and the type of awareness that we feel this this those particular issues uh, mean and have uh, in order for us to in order for them to move forward. Uh, so that's why we we worked with uh, Black Lives Matter and the New York Lawyers Guild and Erica Garner to. Uh, to you know, help them and spawn and the first spawn for good. That's why we worked with the National Network of Adoption Funds of Abortion Funds um, last year because raising women's awareness was so vitally important to us. This year, we we thought about families, and you know, we just had Thanksgiving. Christmas is right around the corner. We all talk about families, and there are lots of great charities that work with children and, and gamers do a lot to help children, uh, you know, with extra life and with all of the other things that we wind up doing where we help children that are in need, uh, that, you know, are in hospitals. Um, but there are other children that are in need, uh, here in this country and, and they're almost forgotten. Um, as I sit back and I look at all the different telethons that we see, all the different fundraisers, um, there's one group that always seems to be for, forgotten, and that's foster kids. Uh, and and this year, we we want to focus on helping to raise awareness about foster care, about foster children, and we want to help them. 
And uh, that's why this year we're partnering with One Simple Wish, uh, OneSimpleWish.org. You can go and check them out. Um, They are an amazing group out of New Jersey that basically the elevator pitch, if if you will, is that it's uh, the it's like make a wish for for foster children, children, you know, these foster kids, parents take them in into their homes, foster parents take them into their homes, but they can't provide everything for them. Sometimes they need other stuff, you know, not just a big wheel for Christmas, but sometimes you need a computer. Um, You know, you're 15 years old. You need a computer so you can do work, so you can be productive and and actually move forward in in society. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you can help with that. Sometimes, uh, like one one kid wanted to go to uh, his family's funeral and he needed a suit. So... The kids and at One Simple Wish, they go to One Simple Wish and they they make their wishes and you can go to the site and you can make someone's wish come true or you can donate money. So what we're going to be doing is, uh, like I said, we're partnering with them and uh, we're going to have a great time gaming and raising awareness and and really making a difference in some kids lives that absolutely need it. I'm so yep. excited. Yeah, it's it was it was great when C kind of came up with the idea to work with these folks and and said that this was the next move that we wanted to make. Uh, we had a really great conversation with the uh, I guess the founder. Yeah, Danielle Gladow. Uh, the founder and and just hearing how passionate she was and you know we always want to uh, you know not secondarily but always want to loop everything around you know, again, people of color and and marginalized folks and knowing just, you know, the numbers and statistics that surround the people of color in these in this this not industry, but this 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 um, this field or or this this uh, this this circumstance. Um, We definitely want to make sure that we're you know doing our part, uh, using our platform uh, and using our voices to kind of build upon that. Um, and, and, and do, you know, get, get bigger as far as being able to give more help for the folks uh, that are less fortunate than, than we are in some ways. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be cool being able to do this again. Yeah. And uh, like we did in the previous years, um, you know, part of the raising money um, will be uh, streaming video games. Absolutely. Um, yes. So we are, you know, on, on, on the weekend that uh, C mentioned, we're going to. You know, have a whole team of folks uh, all streaming different games and like your uh, donations, you know, that we get during those game streams will go towards One Simple Wish. So like it's a way to raise money and have fun and, you know, obviously tie it to um, the video game nature of our show. Um, And also to, you know, maybe try games that you never got around to, maybe try some new genres, like rediscover like some retro stuff. Like there's a whole bunch of different themes that you know that uh, i'm sure each streamer will have um and yeah it's it's like a lot of fun like like i've clipped a bunch of different highlights um on my youtube channel and like sometimes i just go back and look at them when i kind of need a boost because you know it it, <laughs> it i mean not only am i the most hilarious person in the world um but you know it 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 it, 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 it yeah see like cause like like doing my dance um <laughs> Uh, yeah, like you, it, it just feels good to do something that you love and have it like benefit 
like someone else, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's really what this is about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, you know, the, the thing I will say is, uh, if you're hearing, hearing my voice and you, you want to get started, um, and, and helping some kids that need some help, uh, go to one org, check them out. Um, if you want to help us with, with spawn for good, um, you know, the social media business will repeat it at the end of the show. Uh, reach out to us and we'll be more than happy to uh, let you know how you can help. So, um, and, uh, you know, let's get ready to game, man. I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah. And it won't, it won't be like we don't have a lot of stuff to play. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, like I remember <laughs> really? the first, the first ones that we did, we were trying to figure out, like we had our list of stuff that was like off limits and stuff that we could play. Right. Um, and this this year, we're going to have so much stuff that we're going to be able to kind of dig through and play right. that it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm super excited to, yeah. to do this with y'all and, and, and get everybody involved again uh, for this event. So um, new stuff coming, uh, more info coming uh, in the upcoming weeks. Uh, and you'll you know check out our social channels and all that stuff and listen to the show uh, and, and definitely be able to listen out for more of that stuff. Um Anything else on Spawn for Good before we take our little mini break? No, you know, uh, no. All right, cool. We're going to make a difference. We're going to make a difference. That's right. We're going to do it for the children. Um, So we're going to take a quick mini break. Uh, We're going to run an ad. uh, And then what we're going to do is we're going to come back and talk about some news. And we'll be doing that right after this. What's up, y'all? This is Sharif Jackson, host of Gaming Looks Good, a YouTube series where we focus on diversity in video games, race, gender, and sexuality. Check out the full archive of videos at GamingLooksGood.com. All right, everybody, we are back. Again, this is episode 143 of the Spawn on Me podcast. So, we have a lot of gaming news to kind of run through for this episode. A lot of stuff has happened. Some stuff that I'm sure Reef was doing the Reef dance back in his <laughs> career when he saw this get announced. Not really announced, but got shown. Um, I know when I saw it, I was like, I know Reef is flipping out right now. <laughs> I was totally right, flipping out. Right. <laughs> I was definitely flipping out. I know he was flipping out right now. So I, I'll let you run with the, the news about the Nintendo Switch that we saw a little bit earlier this week. Sure. Hey, 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 hey. That's right. It's, <laughs> Ew. It's, it's like little known as like so, is like that like Cicero has a side job as a Will Smith impersonator uh, <laughs> on the weekends. Uh, so I, I, I think I caught him singing like a Wah Wah West in, in, in the bathroom once. Uh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, you know, yeah. So. Um, yeah, so Nintendo. Um, so I know last on the last show I talked about how disappointed I was in their um, well their year in general, but also like the Zelda footage that they showed um, mm-hmm. um, at the Game Awards. Um, so about you know, so I guess now about a month ago they released like their trailer for the Switch. Um, it, it got pretty good buzz on the internet, which was surprising for a Nintendo product. Um, I thought that looked great. And then, and then Nintendo said that they won't reveal any more details until January 12th, where they have, um, I'm guessing they'll have a Nintendo direct where they go over the price and the availability and some more of the specs. Um, but, on Jimmy Fallon show, 
um, Reggie was there. Um, he was there to talk about Super Mario Run, um, which is their mobile game that launches on December 15th. Um, so they play that. That still looks great. Um, you know, like they still, you know, I think that they're going to do well with it. They actually decided on the $10 mark, which was right. higher than what I thought. I think that was what C actually guessed exactly. Stubnostication. That's a lot of money. Stubnostication. They're going to make money hand over fist. But, uh-huh. but like, yeah, yes. Yeah, so like I think it is going to stunt them a little bit. I think it'll still sell well, but I think, I, I think it's a high price. Um, but <laughs> just because we're doing video doesn't mean you can freaking curtsy up in this yeah. motherfucker. Anyway, go ahead, yeah. keep going, Reef. Yeah. So, so the um, yeah. So like that was uh, cool. Um, and anybody that's watched Fallon, like you know that he's like a genuine game gaming fan. Right. That honestly starts to geek out when he's playing stuff, and, and, <laughs> and, and like it feels like it, that's just how he is. Like it doesn't seem like it's sort of a manufactured thing. Right. So like uh, Reggie, you know, first of all, he brought Miyamoto there. So like he got to play Mario in front of Miyamoto, which was awesome. Um, and then like Reggie said, yo, I got a surprise for you. And I don't know if Fallon knew this or not. I figured he probably did know. Just, How does he not know, though? Because like this, you have to know, right? Be, well, because right, they have to rehearse it. Yeah, right? I, I, I would think that he knows, even though like... Like Nintendo did give a date that they would release further information, so I was, right. so like they said, yo, we 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 got the switch, um, so it was pretty much the uh, it was the the uh, premiere of actual gameplay on a switch because the only other gameplay that we've seen was on the commercial that they uh, released. So they played through a little bit of like Zelda, um, and they also showed how like you can you know like take the system off and like a, and like play it in the portable mode. Um, and I, you know, did some comparisons between the version that I saw there to the Wii U version that we saw on the Game Awards um, and in, uh, in like previous footage. And I can say that my worries about the frame rate were pretty alleviated because it looked mm. like it like it moved really smooth during the during the the uh, Jimmy Fallon uh, segment. Um, the other part of it was that I was a little worried that the speed that it takes for you to actually transfer between the tablet mode and the screen mode it would actually be longer because like we only saw it in a promotional commercial. Right. So so of course they're gonna make everything happen immediately. Um, <laughs> but it happened pretty fast. Like I, I was pretty impressed. Now, obviously, this is, you know, they can make it whatever they want. This isn't like a final, uh, you know, mainstream version of the Switch. Um, but I think I'd be surprised if they showed it, and it's not really like that. So I was really impressed. Um, and yeah, it just got me hyped for the Switch. Um, I think that, like, Nintendo, again, they're, you know, since in this post-Iwata era, they've been doing some very non-Nintendo things, like like re- announcing and showing hardware before it's sort of, quote-unquote, officially ready or, like, going against a date that they initially passed. So even though, the, even though they've had, like, a really bad year, um, actually a few years, I would say, right. um, no. you know, I'm pretty excited for their future. Um, and I think that 
once again, if they get that switch price, um, I know I've seen a lot of rumors about 250, which I think would be um, amazing if they hit that price. Like it it almost sounds too low. Um, And Nintendo typically doesn't like to lose money on their uh, hardware when they sell it. Um, So I'm still expecting 300, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that they're putting themselves in a good place to, capitalize on this positive attention um that they're getting so that they can have something that's not like you know um has great gains but just doesn't do well financially like, like the wii u um so like did uh any of you guys see this footage and uh what what you guys think i i saw the replay afterward so like i was watching i saw it i saw it get tweeted out the day before earlier in that day and then I was like, okay, well, let me DVR Jimmy Fallon this night because it's going to be something that's going to be cool because he geeks out about it. But the weird thing was, since I'm on West Coast time, I saw him at, I think it was at the Knicks game. He was at the Knicks game, yeah. He was at the Knicks game they and they cool. tape early in the afternoon and he had Miyamoto's, his his uh, his badge on. <laughs> so like when he came to the studio, the CBS, or the NBC studio, they give you your badge or whatever so you can get in the building. He he took Miyamoto's badge and was rocking it <laughs> at the Nick game. That's awesome. So, so I was like, this dude is such a fan that he took this dude's badge, his name badge. It's like taking Kanye air in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> and to be like, yo, I love you, Kanye. I love you. I love you so much. Let me take your air. Um, it's a bunch of hot-ass ass Kanye air. Yeah, it would be like all, yeah, it would be like a bigger bag of air even if he was like, he said one thing because his just, <laughs> ego was inflated. Um, so it's interesting because it it was it for me it was great to see it in the wild quote unquote. Um, it was nice to see Reggie less less professional, I'll say yes. quote unquote, or less polished, yes. which was nice. I forgot to mention that. Like I know I talked about how robotic he looked during the uh, yeah. awards. He seemed like more normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the funny thing is I like. In in the circles of people that we know, we have met people who have met Reggie, and everyone who has met Reggie has said he's super down to earth and super chill. If you get past the Sentinels, right. and, then, <laughs> and then you get right. to actually talk to Reggie, he seems like he's a really nice dude. But this felt like he was in this space where he didn't feel like he had to put on airs or he had to do the corporate Reggie version of it. And I think that that's a testament to Jimmy Fallon, right? It's like Jimmy Fallon has shown so much that he loves Nintendo and he loves the stuff that they do that he's in a comfortable position when he goes there. He knows there's not going to be some random gotcha question. Um, and it's interesting to kind of play uh, the, the the relationship that you see with Jimmy Fallon when he has guests on from the gaming spaces. And I just hearken back to the to last week when we talk about Jeff Keighley and his his interactions with the folks at the game game awards and also with Hideo Kojima, where it feels like the folks who in the industry currently who have these like really high walls have kind of broken those walls down to to yeah. interact with the gaming public in a kind of more uh, in, a, in a more and fresh way. So that was nice. The game looks really good, right? The game just looks really good. I'm I was excited. I wanted them to actually to pull it apart more. Yeah. 
and and do more of the physical stuff of like here's what you can do you can switch it here and then move it here and play with this joystick and all this other stuff it was interesting that he did play initially with the kind of 360 xbox one kind of pad the pro pad as opposed to just directly on the switch which didn't look comfortable though that was the one thing that looked a little bit off to Mm. me like the buttons and it's hard to tell because it's super far away but it didn't look like the the controllers on the actual switch the breakouts were sturdy they didn't look like they had heft to them and who knows they may when you when you get to the real production version of it it totally may see go ahead yeah i i I was um we've got to remember that it was completely a controlled environment right Mm, like you know i mean this so um i was surprised like reef at how quickly the transfer was Mm-hmm. Um and and like Yuka, the things that I noticed were that uh that Reggie was playing with the the whatever pad that is the you know the the, the mock Xbox the Pro controller right, Pro controller yeah. and then and then when Jimmy got to play and so so uh, Reggie's playing on the big screen so that the audience can see. And then when they transfer the game, when Jimmy starts to play, he's playing on the Switch Wii U pad. I, you know, I don't know what they're going to call that that digital display, that tablet, but he's playing on that. And the camera can only we're getting off of, you know, off screen footage of it from, you know, from like a 30 degree angle. So we're yeah. not really seeing Exactly, we can kind of see, we can mostly see, and I'm sure you guys have seen uh, the footage by now. Um, so that part was interesting. What we saw, what we actually got to see, looked great. Uh, I I just wonder, there's a reason Jimmy wasn't playing that. Mm. You know, there was a right. reason that Jimmy wasn't back to back to the audience playing that on the giant screen so the audience could see. Uh, <laughs> Probably because they didn't want him to fuck it up. <laughs> well, that was that was kind of what I was thinking, but I think I think also there it may have been like they may have been playing two different games. Oh, I know what you mean. You, oh, you like the old school E three that right. somebody's playing on a computer in the back. Well, room. no, no, no. I think that Reggie was playing. Okay. On with the he controller was playing on another console. Oh, right, he was playing on another console. With a you know with a a much you know much beefier machine or whatever whatever it is, and I don't want to get into crazy conspiracy theories hashtag fake news, um, but but it's, Zuckerberg is listening, right? The intelligence but, was not a hundred percent, right? The but intel. the the um, but the you know the, I mean but the fact is that when Jimmy started playing, he was immediately fighting something. Like he slid down the thing, and then he was fighting something, and it was like, were they in the same spot? I I kind of think they were in the same spot, but you can't really tell, right? You can't really tell, um, yeah. and and you know, obviously, that was you know part of the gimmick was you know I mean this was, of course Reggie was relaxed, and it was great to see Reggie relaxed and not not be super robotic, but. Part of the reason that he was relaxed is is that this was an infomercial, yeah, and mm-hmm. and 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 in a, it was an infomercial in a way that the Nintendo directs, even though those are infomercials as well, but they're not. 
you know, that like it was a way that in in a way that those aren't because they know that the audience that they're trying to uh, persuade to into thinking that it's cool, this is cool, is much more jaded f- during Nintendo Directs than the Jimmy Fallon Tonight Show audience, where mm-hmm. these are potential buyers, right? Um, you know, that aren't huge, huge gamers, but like Nintendo stuff, are familiar with it and will feed off of his enthusiasm and will watch this clip. Um, you know, more people are going to watch the Jimmy Fallon clip than will have seen all of the Nintendo Directs from last year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> You're right yeah. About and, that. and, and you, like you know. that—that's another reason I think this like kind of post Iwata Nintendo is really. Uh, I think they're stepping out of themselves a little bit, and they're more willing to engage with people that are not already Nintendo, like sold on the Nintendo experience, yeah. Yeah. which I think is like critical to them growing you know and staying relevant right so my quick question to both of you is you know i I know reef is definitely getting it probably day one he's going to be pre 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 pre-ordering it oh yeah yeah i just hope it's not like the nes classic where like you know i'm not not standing out on three there's some line like some people i know at three o'clock in the morning getting one of them damn things they will not be named i'm about to get over to urban outfitters (laughs) at uh 4 (laughs) a.m And wait outside like a true hipster, man. I was waiting outside Models for this goddamn NES, and then nobody came to me. Right. Man, I was, I was outside VIM waiting for this NES. And they didn't have any of them. They didn't have any of them things. Like, I waited out here since I was since 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, the, funny, the funny thing is, uh, and I guess I'll ask this of C. C, do you, I know that you were not necessarily a hundred percent in the camp of wanting to get this maybe day one. Did you, did this kind of move you in any direction that would say, maybe I'm kind of moving towards like a first day purchase or is this still kind of up in the air for you? So it's, it's still up in the air. I'll start with, I'll start with that. Um, but I will say that everything that I've seen about the switch, except for the name it I I've been very, very positive about. Okay. You know, I like I still have PTSD every time I say the name of the console. <laughs> um, so, you know, and maybe with repetition, you know, that, that pain will go away. I'll I'll, uh, I'll callous over that that <laughs> scar. Wait, they'll have to make a they'll have to make a version just for black people. Right, right. You know, they would fuck it up and call it the whip. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> oh. Jesus! <So laughs> the Nintendo Lash. Right. Oh fuck! Yeah, Ouch! Exactly! Exactly! Yeah, uh, well, y- yeah. Y- you know, it, it, one thing about the Switch show is, and I think like like Nintendo products in general, their successful ones are always like long tail products, meaning they sell right, for right. a really long time. I don't think it necessarily has to blast out of the gate. Day one, because uh, if you remember, like the Wii didn't. Um, well, no. What are you talking about? The Wii, of course, it did. No, it no, was, no. I, it was, I mean, it was I'm, so sold out. No, no, no. Day one, like the day it released, like it wasn't really until um, that Christmas, like the Thanksgiving and the Christmas, right. when like a yeah. lot of parents started playing it right, and right, that right, kind right. of stuff. So it was sold out very quickly, yeah. but it wasn't like. You know, I, I mean, like there, there were lines for it, of course, right. like any hardware launch. But um, I think if they sell decent and they keep up a decent number, 
because I mean, I'm sure the investors don't want me to say this, but you know, I don't think that Nintendo is trying to win like the console wars, right? Right. They're trying right, to win, right, the, right. win the Nintendo Wars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're they're like trying to like be profitable and like sell stuff, unlike right. the Wii U was. So I right. think as long as they do like decently and they keep that up, that like they'll be fine. Yeah, I, I haven't heard this analogy be uh, been made before, um, so I'm going to make it now. Exclusive. Um, ex- yeah, exactly. Um, but but Nintendo is the Apple of video game consoles. Oh yeah, I've um, never heard that before. Yeah, on yeah, this very yeah. Show. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I mean they just do what they do, and 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 their you know I mean their competition, if they're doing things correctly, their competition is themselves, uh, and you know as long as when they if they market their console correctly, like I think the Wii U. The we you know the we use problem was in the name and and you know sorry uh, William Shakespeare but a name a name means a lot and and I think the Wii U suffered a lot because it was called the Wii U and it just confused consumers. Well, um, it was the name, the marketing, the right. fact that the company didn't really know what it was. Right. Uh, well, I mean, you know, you know like yeah. That's 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 the thing. I mean, part of the marketing, marketing is is the name. You know, that's yeah. their that's part of their job, and uh, so I I think obviously getting away from that we name was was uh, one step, the first step in the right direction. Um, taking one of the real big pain points from console ownership in general nowadays. And with the the we specifically um, taking getting having a controller that instantly allows multiplayer playing is is a brilliant move in the right direction. Um, I just I just worry though that they will since it's a hybrid system, mm-hmm. it's a hybrid console in a lot of ways. Right. I wonder how and if they're going to figure out ways to maybe spread themselves a little bit too thin in kind of marketing it and kind of trying to put their 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 food in too many pots at the same time so that people don't know exactly what they're getting when they get this console whenever they winds up coming out in, in next March that is. Right. So I, I I hope that they figure that part out. And it feels like this is some preemptive uh, uh, marketing in the way that Reggie has been kind of doing a little mini tour and showcasing uh, the system in these ways. I wonder though if you're going to see anything else between now and March. You know, closer to March, you're definitely going to see some stuff. But I'm like, are you going to see anything before the end of 2016? Oh no, uh, you're going to see something January 12th. Um, which, which, you know what? Uh, God bless him. Because January twelfth, there won't be a lot to talk about in terms of gaming. Um, so you know, unless something crazy happens, this will be the story. Yeah, yeah. they they will probably what? Well, March. I don't think there's anything really crazy coming out during uh, that time that has been forecasted. Um, like for uh, honor massive, is the only thing ma- I can think ma- of. Mass Effect Andromeda. In March? But I'm, but yeah, it's March. Is that March? Yeah. Well, oh, they I haven't officially was... announced it, 
but there is an art book that's coming out. Uh, I think Image is doing an art book for Mass Effect that is set to release the same day in tandem with the game, and that's set to release on March 23rd. Wow, well, okay. I'd, I'd be really surprised if that launches in March. I I mean I, they ha- I mean the weird thing is like they need to they need to not push that game back. Of all the games that usually you know you're like well all right if that gets pushed back then it'll be okay. Uh, so most people will kind of he and haw about it, but I think if Mass Effect gets pushed back again, people are going to be out with pitchforks on that bad boy. Yeah, I don't I, think I don't think it's going to be the like uh, let it let it let it cook until it's done kind of thing. I think it's going to be people out there who are going to be mad about that. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. E- either way, it'll be what Mass Effect and Switch. At the same time, getting all the love, I think that's a good that's a good deal for Nintendo. Yeah, I th- I, I think th- I think that's why they pushed back the the announcement because they were originally going to announce it in 2016. Um, I think part of that was probably because they weren't ready, but I think also they were thinking about you know a better time where they can kind of own 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 the news cycle a little bit. Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, so yeah, we're excited for that. I'm actually excited for the system now. Look I don't, at I don't that. Know why. Look I don't know. That. Somebody somebody made me happy about a Nintendo thing. So, so witchcraft. Yeah, right. I think so. It was the same people who were running in the back of that in the back of that uh Jimmy Fallon interview. <laughs> <laughs> running playing it on a on a on a Titan card. Uh, <laughs> um things that I hope to play on a freaking Titan card uh is Paragon. Uh mm. so if you've been paying attention to the show uh, you know that I have been pretty high on Paragon. I got a chance to, to go down to Epic some months ago uh, and test it out when it was super, super early in alpha. Now it's kind of moved into this next phase. Um, and that next phase is a new map, and they have revamped everything in this game. So prior to this past, uh, what was it, Tuesday? This past Tuesday, um, it was a very kind of interesting third-person MOBA that was heavy on um, kind of movement, uh, heavy on kind of, uh, let's see, lore, heavy on uh, trying to make itself stand out from a lot of the other MOBAs that you see out there. You know, they weren't trying to go after League. They were trying to maybe go more after Smite and take over that space. Um a lot of a lot of changes came through in the development of the game so far. I think that if you were to ask many people who have been paying attention to it and also the kind of concept around open development, Epic and the folks over at Paragon team have been doing a phenomenal job of uh, being super transparent about all the things they've been trying to do, things that they've been changing and moving around and, and keeping the community really uh, involved while they grew it uh, for the game. So they flipped a lot of things on its head in the latest update. So uh, they saw that some issues were happening where the games were really long. So an average game of Paragon, you know, in the beginning was like an hour and 30 minutes. That got pulled down to about an hour through some changes that they made through tweaking and stuff like that. The new map is way smaller Mm -hmm. and you get into so many fights. Like the cool thing is, They've revamped some of the small things. Like there was a mode in the in the game called travel mode. So basically, uh, if you're familiar with any MOBAs, you'll know that committing to your lane is something that you have to do. You have to make sure that you commit to your lane, especially depending upon the character that you play. 
uh, and you have to kill minions and then move yourself and your crew up the map. The problem was travel mode made it so that you can basically get out of a fight most likely when you wanted to. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to kind of continue to move and sustain your lane. And also, you didn't have to kind of uh, uh, force yourself to play the character in the way that it was designed. You could kind of be a hybrid and be a jack of all trades in a lot of ways. This now has come out in the uh, the monolith uh, map, and I am having so much fun with the game now. I've, I'm I'm a huge fan already, but the speed that they have ramped this game up to—they've taken travel mode away. They've just moved the, the movement speed of all the characters up. Tightened up the map, giving you all these new buffs and perks that you can kind of move around. They changed the card system. So if you're familiar with the card system, it was physical uh, physical damage and uh, energy damage. They've moved that to this kind of overarching system that is more based upon your uh, kind of normal moves versus your special moves. Um, and that has changed the dynamics in such a cool way that it's bringing new people into the to the game. And it's also making you have to rethink about the way you've set your characters up previously. And that has been super dope. So I have played a couple of games with my boy. Shout out to 8th Wonder uh, on PS4. Um, and, uh, Matt, and games now are ending in like 35 minutes. Mm, nice. Which is, which is a huge advantage if you want to get some games in. Uh, and you want to make sure you get like at least two games in before you go to bed. Where before it was like, oh, it's 8 o'clock. I'm not playing any Paragon right now because <laughs> I'm not going to be done until like 10 o'clock maybe, yeah. 9.30 or 10 o'clock if it's a really long match of back and forth. That is long, um, man. Like it's, It was long and it was good. Like I liked the old version of the game. And I think that, you know, it speaks more to um, Epic's willingness to kind of throw things against the wall, uh, see what sticks. And also kind of definitely dig into their community and find out what people what people are thinking and what things they would feel would kind of make the game better for themselves. Um, if you guys in the crew haven't been playing Paragon, I would tell you you should definitely do it. Uh, if you're out there in Chicago and have not played Paragon, please, if you're on PS4, I'm down to play. It has cross-play, so you can play it on PC with other folks on PS4 as well. But if you want to play some Paragon, I'm totally down to, to get some in because it's good stuff. Really good stuff. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So definitely do that. Um, check that stuff out. Uh, and I think it's and it's still free. It's a free game. Right. You can yeah. you can do that when, whenever you want and yep. jump on and get it. There you go. Some Paragon stuff. It's it's amazing to me uh, how how much Paragon has turned you into a MOBA head. I know. Um, it's weird. Be, yeah. Because when you when you first discovered this game. You had never played MOBAs, didn't understand MOBAs, and now, right. now you're really you're really into them. Uh, so I know what a carry is now. Right. <laughs> I know you, all man. that stuff. I mean, you know all the gangster talk. I mean, you know the right. Dunn language of a uh, MOBA. Uh, uh, yep, wow. yeah, exactly. The Dunn language of the MOBA scene. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I feel like I feel like a forty should just rain from the sky, <laughs> like into into frame. Right. Um, I know, I know. You got super excited about um, an announcement that came out the other day. See, yeah, about Elite Dangerous. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, you know, uh, steal my thunder while you're at it. Uh, Elite Dangerous. I'm sharing the thunder. <laughs> right. oh, that, that was called right. a transitional thunder. Thunder has branches. <laughs> it like goes like this. Right. It's it's arcing. Well, actually, lightning goes lightning, like this. Lightning thunder goes, goes like, like that. 
Right, Thunder just goes. <laughs> Thunder has never right. done that. That's right. terrible. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm I'm what I'm I'm really excited uh, because Frontier Developments just announced that uh, Elite Dangerous, uh, a game that if you guys have been listening to me for more than ten minutes, have uh, you know heard me talk about uh, a lot, um, is coming to PS4 Q2 2017. Um, it's going to come with all of the expansions. There's a lot of stuff that's, uh, available for the game. And, um, you know, I don't know if there will be, but, uh, one of the big games for the Oculus, uh, VR is for the Oculus Rift is Elite Dangerous. I wonder if, uh, there will be a PSVR version of Elite Dangerous, um, and I will say that if Elite Dangerous comes to PS4 and is available for PSVR, that will be the thing that makes me want to get a PSVR. That would be really? the thing. Wow. Yeah. Like I, mean, I would get a huh, I would get a PSVR to play Elite in VR. I, I I will say it is one of the best VR experiences. The, right. on, the the only problem is that, you know, you have to really be into the game to take advantage of it. Right. So it's not right. like most VR games that are pretty accessible to dip no, in. No. Like, no. it's the full elite game in VR. So you still yeah. have to be about that. But, man, is it impressive. It's like right. E-Valkyrie times 50,000. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you talked about the kind of Oculus integration. I know that you got some chance to mess around with some new Oculus hardware, Reef. Yeah, man. See, see, that was great thunder, great lightning. The, 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 um, that was good. Yeah. So, so Oculus uh, Rift. So it launched, you know, um, last year, and I got my uh, copy. Um, but it did not have any kind of um, VR controllers, so you couldn't get your hands actually in the in the games that you played. It it like only supported like an Xbox one one controller, and it did follow the motion of that. But now they have just released their Oculus Touch controllers, which are basically two controllers that wrap around your hands. Um, so, like, a, you have, like, a D-pad and buttons and, like, all that stuff on those controllers. Um, and it lets you see your hands in 3D space. Um, so, like, this is one of the main differences between the Vive um, by HTC and the Oculus was that the Vive actually shipped with uh, motion-sensitive controllers, so a lot of sort of the premier uh, VR experiences were limited to the Vive um, because like they uh, required that. So now that the touch controllers are out, a lot of these companies are starting to patch those games that were Vive only for Oculus support, and there's been a lot of... Um, um, Oculus timed exclusive games that support the um, touch as well. Um, and I'll say they work fantastic. Um, mm. I, I haven't had any issues with them at all. Um, they've been really great. Uh, my only problem is that I've only been playing one game on them. In that game, I cannot stop. Like, like it came with two free games. Haven't even, I haven't even touched them. Wait, what is this? So wait, what's the game that you've been playing? With the game I've been playing that I cannot stop playing is Super Hot VR. Oh yeah, super hot. now super hot. Now, like if you haven't played Super Hot before, it's a game where 
basically it's a first person it's kind of a first person shooter but it's more of a puzzle game because time stops when when uh, you do so only when you move do the enemies move do bullets move and like that kind of stuff so huh. so you kind of have to plan out like your shots um when like time is like stopping so it's like you're playing this really cool slow motion action game but so when i move you move just, just like, like that, that. Um, God, we are so black. That was ridiculous. Um, I love y'all. <laughs> like, like we just been talking about the done language of Moses. Right. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. When Mob Deep gets their first VR game, <laughs> that right. will be the shit. Sorry, um, I think the 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 like first VR thing is is like see the actual height of Prodigy and uh, right. Uh, <laughs> Oh, because when on. I was growing up, it's not going to be Prodigy Dance Studio. I mean, I mean, <laughs> first I position. Gr- oh man, second position. <laughs> Prodigy Ballet. It would, it would literally just be here with guns. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be here with guns in different pan positions. It'd be like, uh, right. oh, oh man, I had, a, I had a brainstorm though. I had a brainstorm. This would be the perfect game for Oculus Touch. Rock with me for a hot second. Okay. If you had. The color purple clapping game in VR. <laughs> that would be the best thing ever. So wait, you but can't you, front. You, you have to do. You have to be local co-op though. No, yeah, it would be local co-op. But okay. you would you would be in the room, and if you mess up the song, then you got to redo it. And then if you get it, <laughs> you get points. Okay. So it would be dope. But does, does mark, somebody mark else come words. in? Does somebody else come in and go, Mama? And then, well, you, somebody does that, and then the the bonus game is you get to you get these three glasses of lemonade, and if you can spit into them, <laughs> yo, we the oldest dudes ever. Um, yo, we yeah, so yeah. This, this is the power of VR. You, yeah, you yes. Create, can recreate so, your favorite scenes. <laughs> so, Reef, I was watching a couple of videos, and I don't know if there's uh, any of this in Super Hot, but it looks like you can have. Obviously, if they code it, individual movement of your fingers using now, the touch. Now, I have not played anything that has individual movement of the fingers. Oh, okay. um, most now, now I, I have not played this specifically on the Oculus, but I did play this one game called uh, The Climb, um, which mm-hmm. is by like the people that made the the Crytek engine. So uh, right, right, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So the uh, Crisis folks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's a game where you're, I mean, you're climbing up a mountain basically. Right. Right. I mean, that's the whole game, but, but obviously in VR, it looks impressive. And for me, if I look down, I actually get like my stomach starts feeling weird. Right. You feel mm-hmm. the height, but I like played it on the Vive at GDC and, you know, you're actually reaching for different rocks, you know? Right. So like, I couldn't do that on the Oculus version until now. So, like, that's a game where you can't control each individual finger, but because of the nature of the game, because you're, like, reaching for it, because the controllers are, like, strapped to your hands, so, like, you can actually extend your fingers. Mm. So it feels like, and it feels so good to latch onto it. Like, man, like, yeah, v- VR really, I mean, I I know it is still kind of like one of these niche expensive things, but right. when they're getting it right, it is truly, like, a different gaming experience than I've ever had like before. Wow. And I can't say that about many things. 
Um, I, fr- I freaked out when I played the Everest demo. Yes. The Everest demo. Yeah. I would because I, I have a fear of heights too. Yeah. And I was I was like I had to I had to apologize to to the woman who was running the demo. Because like, you so peed sorry. on her leg. I ten feet on my leg. Because <laughs> right. I because I, I, I like I like got out of the the the, the headset and I was sweating like yeah. I just ran a marathon because I was so scared yeah. mm-hmm. of the feeling of height. Um, so that's great. That's dope. That's dope. Are, are they expensive? Or do they cost a lot? Um, they don't. Well, I mean. If you have like an Oculus, like nothing costs a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, Oculus kidney transplant. Exactly. I will get these Oc- hands. You know, but but, but no, they're they're it's it's a uh, two hundred bucks, so not cheap. Okay, um, but it's basically the same. That plus the touch is the same cost as the Vive, right? right? Oh, okay, um, okay, okay. So um, yeah, yeah, but what they add to a game is kind of like I feel like essential for VR to really be kind of like what it promises. Um, And I haven't bought these yet, but like Oculus is like also selling extra sensors so that you could have like a room scale VR experience. I was just just about to ask about like walking around. I only have like the one sensor, but like if like you have three, then it can like map you in like full 3d, like your whole room. So that, so that you can do that thing where you're, Walking to the back, picking up something from the ground, turning around, and all that kind of stuff. Damn! Um, just imagine when they get all that together, you'll finally be able to look like you in two K seventy five. That's what I'm saying. I'm, Hashtag Illumaroom. Oh, word! I want them to do like a simulator of like working at McDonald's with room scale, and then like you could like make the burgers and go over and like and like empty the grease. Speaking speaking of that, here. though, are you, you know? are you have you played Job Simulator yet? No, so I don't think that is out for the Oculus Touch yet. Uh, um, uh, okay. I actually did, didn't check on it, but that is one of those games that I, I've always heard Vive owners always talk about right. as like one of the most hilarious, right. great games. And, and, and like I've seen video of it, and yeah. like and like it 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 like looks pretty incredible. Right. Um, now I did play a little bit of. Um, it came with two free games. One of which, which was essentially like a Wii Sports kind of game, it's like VR Sports Challenge, which mm-hmm. is a. Te- I mean, I guess the name says what it is, but it sounds like just a, <laughs> just like a discount like Wii game, you know, uh, or or like a like original like a Connect game, you know, that came out right. like in the first generation of it. Um, but you know, it's exactly what it is. Like you're swinging a baseball bat, you know, like you're throwing a football, you know. Um, so it gets the job done. Um, it's not great, um, but what 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 I do want to touch though is speaking of uh, 2K is that so 2K released a VR, uh, not a full VR version of NBA 2K, but but like it's like basically called like the 2K VR experience. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one and there's like different modes on it, but but the one that I keep doing is essentially like a three point contest. Yeah. So you're going around the uh perimeter and like a shooting threes and man, it just it feels really good it looks good it, does it yes yes um, oh good you, you know what i'm saying it it like has all the sounds and like the crowd and and like the background music um and like that supports the the um touch as well oh so nice. like you can actually shoot you know 
Um, oh, so we should we should have a maybe we can do this during Spawn for Good because I have a copy for PSVR. Right, I was gonna say it's not okay. PSVR, and maybe we should have a mini mini three point contest, oh, like a challenge. Okay, oh, yeah, wow. okay. that'll be cool. I'll, I'll, I will Craig Hodges your, you, like your ass. Oh, oh shit. wow! Oh shit! Wow. He brought out Craig yeah. Hodges. Craig Hodges. Look at that! Yeah, damn. You know damn. Um, I'm just. I'll, I'll be some other old black guy. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny the Jet Smith. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be one of those cats that you'd be like, well, why the fuck did they put you in a, in the three point contest? John, I'll be like Isaiah. I'm like Isaiah Ryder. Right. <laughs> it was like, why are you in here this year? Why for what? <laughs> Joe what King Noah. <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be some random cat that you'd be like, why is Mookie Blaylock in here? Why? Oh, that'd be awesome, Mookie. For what? Um, maybe uh, yeah, maybe we can figure out a way to to, to dual stream it and and figure out a way to do it. That would be cool. Yeah, that would it, be dope. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's a really well done kind of mini game, um, and you know, it just gives me hope that these companies like Two K, you know, are dedicating resources to this stuff. Who knows? You know, I mean, we might have a, you know, Two K eighteen VR option. You know, um, you know, so um, so uh, so yeah, I've, I've you know, I've been really happy with the Rift. I mean, I just. Uh, you know, th- this is like that final thing that really makes me feel like, all right, now I have everything I need to l- literally play almost every VR ex- experience out there. And the mm-hmm. good thing with the touch is they released a lot of free games because they're trying to pr- to like promote it. So like there's so like if you get one, there's like 10 to 15 free games you could immediately wow. download. Plus, like most games that you already own, you're being patched in w- with the uh, support. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's it's a great addition. I think if you already have a Rift, kind of a no brainer because you've already spent six hundred bucks, so right. an extra two hundred, just get it. Um, if you don't, I mean, you know, it's it's still near it's still near a G to get in the game. Um, so it's Man. not so so it's it's still not something I can really recommend unless you're already like a bleeding edge tech person, which means that you probably have it anyway. Um, I still think PSVR is the way to go for um, sort of entry level VR. Obviously, you need a PlayStation. Right, right. Um, if you have a PlayStation Four, you know, otherwise you're um, right at the same point that you'd be yeah, with, with, now, the, with the Rift. Yeah. Now, now, Akai, you've tried PSVR with the Pro, right? I haven't tried it with the Pro yet. Yeah, I haven't tried. I'm it gonna with actually okay. after this recording, I'm going and next week I'll talk about it. Yes, but I, I haven't I haven't done it yet with the Pro. Okay, uh, just I've just been busy, but I'm definitely gonna see because Jeff Kanata said, and I he was like, it, it definitely is better on the Pro. Yep. So I'm like, I'm gonna try it tonight and see what the differences are if it looks better. Yeah. So so yeah, I'm I'm I am a happy camper with the uh, touch. Um, you know so. Uh, Maybe in virtual reality, I can you know play the same Switch that Jimmy Fallon did. Who knows? You know, <laughs> I mean, Nintendo could like release an app on January twelfth. This is the only way that you can play the Switch if you own a six hundred dollar headset and a thousand dollar PC. Oh my god! <laughs> I have a, I have a one quick question before we 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 get to the wrap up part of the show. I has there been any experiences so far that you've had reef uh, with the Rift? that kind of do the emotional heartstring pulling kind of stuff yet because i've been interested to see you know there's a lot of space simulators Mm -hmm. and 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 things like that but i I haven't seen anything really where people are talking about the kind of putting you in the place of the player and having you feel these emotions because you're seeing and feeling things first person uh in a way that you weren't before so are you having any of those experiences or have you seen any games that do that absolutely 
Um, so like there's been some like adventure in uh, role playing uh, games, um, mm-hmm. Edge of Nowhere um, and like Kronos, which are two of sort of the earlier games. Um, mm-hmm. They absolutely do that. They like rely pretty heavily on um, storytelling and like a, some of it can get a bit emotional. Um, also a game called uh, Windlands, which is essentially sort of like a Spider-Man simulator like but like it like kind of has like this story about how like how like you're like resurrecting like the earth and like you're like swinging from like platform to platform and like you're and you're kind of hearing this like story about how the earth was destroyed by man and and you're trying to like uh kind of like revitalize it um and you know it's i think that like there's some dope parts in there it's like not quite heavy heavy but like it's like definitely like kind of makes you think beyond the kind of like you're in VR, man. You know? <laughs> um, I've also been uh, playing some uh, early builds of uh, Narcosis. Um, oh, right. Which absolutely has some uh, heavy emotional stuff. Um, you, you, you know, so so um, de- definitely, definitely massive, massive shout out, um, you know, to, to um, Honor Code, um, you know, and uh, everybody else down with that team. Um you know, um, and uh, yeah, those those are the ones that uh, come to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's definitely not the majority of them. Like, I still think that like people are getting their hands around kind of immersive emotional stories in VR. But right. I, I really think that um, now I know I said I was tired of kind of like the average Telltale game, but uh-huh. I think those kind of games and games like Virginia. And gone home. These quote unquote like walking simulators, and these point and clicks. Those would work fantastic in VR, and like you can tell some really heavy stories there. So I'm hoping that we start to see some more of those. Um, and then of course there's like just the default kind of um, not games, but like there's a lot of just like videos, right? So like you can watch like you know um, Obama go through the national parks, right? And he's talking, to, you know and and like there's, it's like not a game. I promise you, it's like not like Obama leaping over the Grand Canyon or something like that. You know, um, I want to talk to all of you about healthcare. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I am Sign going up. to jump over the geyser. It's a very big geyser, but I yeah. will do. Yeah. So 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 like I have used VR outside of gaming, and like I think that is a big part of when like you talk about VRs. It's not just games, but you know, like um, Hulu has a pretty strong um, VR app, so I watch a lot of like TV shows and movies there. And you know, there's there's like been some emotional stuff I've seen on there. You know? Badass. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll also add to that. I don't know if you've had a chance to play this yet or or experience it yet, uh, Reef. Um, but on the Gear VR is something called uh, Notes on Blindness. Huh. And and it, so basically what it is, is it's a um, a virtualized retelling of this British writer named John Hull who lost his sight in 1983. And mm-hmm. what he did decided to do was go to different places and record himself painting a picture for himself via his ears. And so as he's describing what he is hearing, 
you actually get to see it in VR. And, hmm. you know, in in the surroundings. So, like, he goes to a park and then there's some other things that are going on. And it's really, really, it's very atmospheric. It is very introspective. It is exactly what it is that you were talking about, Kyle, you know, that emotional experience. Mm. That's dope. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what we're hoping for, yeah. right? Is yeah. like we're hoping to see that these these experiences are kind of coming through uh, and, and, and bolstering that platform uh, for everybody. Yeah, so it's mm. it's really awesome. I, apparently, it's only available on mobile devices, uh, which is which is kind of a shame. Yeah, I, um, I, you know, I found that and it's a, free. Yeah, I found that with quite a bit of Oculus stuff that like they definitely segregate their. Um, stuff like there's a lot of gear only stuff and like things that don't make sense like like the nba vr games are 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 only on the gear and like i'm i'm like even if they were like the resolution of the gear and you just put them on the oculus i would watch them right it's a full game in (laughs) vr you know so so yeah Yeah. i found it kind of weird that like they just don't say Here's all the gear VR stuff. It might look crappy, but this is right. you know, yeah. This but is it's here, right? Exactly. If you want to give yeah. us money for it, go ahead. Yeah. We'll take it. Yeah. Right. So before we get up out of here, any other games that you guys have been playing or look to be playing or hope to be playing in the next week or so? Uh, I just started playing very, very late to the game. I know, um, Overcooked. Oh, oh yes, yes, and awesome yeah. game. Yes, and Overcooked is so much fun. And and peek behind the curtain, I will say that Overcooked, I've been playing Overcooked with my partner, and it has actually helped us communicate better. Huh. Because we've had to communicate, or or at least helped us to discover some of the difficulties that we've had with communicating. As we're trying to accomplish uh, what you're doing, and if you've never played Overcooked, Overcooked is a great couch co-op game, a great party game, um, where basically it's uh, like those chef games from uh, the early, the late 90s, early aughts, uh, like Cooking Mama, but uh, up to four players, and everyone has different roles that they have to perform in the kitchen, and you go through rounds. Um, and it's a lot of fun, but we've, I think it's, it's allowed us to understand where some of the deficiencies are in our relationship with, at, where, when it comes to communicating, because we have to communicate while we're playing the game, while we're trying to complete these orders. And, uh, I, I think it's, I've found it to be very, very helpful. And it's one of the games that she's eager to play with me. So, uh, Overcooked is dope. If you haven't uh, picked it up yet, it's very cheap on all of the game stores. Uh, go and get it. It's really dope. I would I would pay so much money to see you and your partner play. Keep talking. Uh, <laughs> oh man! Oh oh, Another that's already one. happened. Oh, oh really? Oh yes, one. it has. Yes, it oh, has. Oh my god, that yes, would be so good. We got to figure out a way to get yeah. her not camera shy, so we can stream some of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, so that's the that stuff would be amazing. <laughs> yes, so so like we have video of us during last year's Button Mash Bash. If you go to buttonmashbash.com, you can see video of us playing, keep talking, and this year 
having a hilariously bad game of Overcooked, <laughs> where literally half of the kitchen was on fire. Yes. Oh, <laughs> if you find that clip, if you find that clip, throw it in the show notes. And oh, I will definitely throw it in the show notes folks. because yeah, it is. It's one of the funniest <laughs> things that I've been able to witness myself. Yeah. It may still be on sale because I just picked it up too. Actually, this week, yeah. uh, this past week on PSN, so it still may be on sale. So check that out and see if that it's, is. It's like like I'm not overestimating. It's like a must play. Yeah, like it, it, is. Is it is one of it the best multiplayer fun. experiences that I've had of late. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, get get four controllers and get four friends. Word or three friends. So we're three friends or yeah, you know, <laughs> three, two two four five switch. You get right, another one. Right, you get somebody else. <laughs> So before we get up out of here, see, can you give the folks at home in our lovely, lovely land of Chicago, uh, the social media business before we get up out of here? OK, uh, before we get to our social media business, I want to give the social media business for One Simple Wish. Again, onesimplewish.org. Or you can find them on Twitter at One Simple Wish. You can find us on Twitter at Spawn on Me. Go on there, see our profile, and you can find our personal Twitter information there. Uh, when you want to go and listen to the show, go to iTunes or SoundCloud, not SoundCloud, or NPR One <laughs> or Google Play. Wow. Um, yeah, I really I, I pulled that one out of the crates for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's like on video music box. <laughs> right, right, on me. Wow. right. Uh, shout out to Ralph McDaniels. Um, also, uh, while you're on iTunes or if you're on a place where you can subscribe, please do subscribe. If you're on a place where you can review, please do review. It helps us so, so very much. And then uh, if you got something that you want to say to us, you want to talk about Spawn for Good, you want to talk about any other kind of crazy stuff, you want to give us recipes, go and email us at podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and while you're also on the internet, make sure you go to our website, spawnon.me. You can find the current episode, this episode, and all our archives and some of the crazy shit that we are doing across the interwebs. Speaking of crazy shit that we are doing on the interwebs, this is crazy shit that we're doing on the interwebs. So remember that we are all trying to figure out new ways to bring you dope content. This is a new version of that in video form. Uh, we're hoping to bolster and big this up in as many ways as we possibly can. So that's equipment, that's help, that's you know advice, that's if you run a video game company and you want to give us stuff to show on our streams and on our podcast that is now in video form, uh, do some of that as well. Um, and again, everybody in Chicago, thank you so much for rocking with us every week. We love you all. We hope to see you next week. And we will say peace. Peace. Peace.